welcome to Knights of Roleplay, an adventuring podcast. This is an actual play 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Royalty free music provided by Kevin MacLeod, Plate Mail Games, and Tabletop Audio. And now, to adventure. Hello and welcome. My name is Chris Buckner. I'm the primary dungeon master for Knights of Roleplay and Adventuring Podcast. This is episode number 27, Just the Tips, Character Design, Features, and Traits. This episode is primarily focused on players, and in episode number 21, Just the Tips, Character Design Top Level, we gave you a top-level view of character design that discussed choosing a character concept, then a class, race, and background, role-playing considerations, and more. This episode will cover a little bit more about role-playing and also go into the more mechanical side of character design. So, once you've chosen your character concept and selected your class, race, and background, you want to get yourself a character sheet and note your class, race, and background on it, along with any features and equipment they may give your character. You will need to make the selections for your equipment um, going into your background and into your class. You could also use D&D Beyond, which is a digital tool set for 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons. Then you'll need to determine your character's ability scores, often referred to as simply your abilities. The six abilities are Strength, Dexterity, Constitution, Intelligence, Wisdom, and Charisma. Each ability score generates a modifier that affects your saving throws with that ability, skill checks with that ability, and potentially attacks and damage with that ability, such as when you make strength or dexterity-based attacks. The player's handbook suggests three primary ways of determining your abilities, as described on pages 12 and 13 in the player's handbook. The first method of determining abilities would be to roll four six-sided dice and record the total of the highest three. Do this a total of six times so you have six ability scores. Arrange those six scores however you want for your abilities. I use this method for my games, but I allow my players to roll three sets of six abilities and choose the one that they want. And even on top of that, I also, um, the way that I do it is if you add up each set of three and none of them total at least 70, then you get to roll one additional set that also must be at least 70. And so the process continues until you have at least one set of abilities that total 70, but it is extremely rare that out of the three sets of abilities I let my players roll that they don't have at least one set that totals 70 or more. So a second method for generating abilities, which is suggested in the player's handbook, is to take the scores 15, 14, 13, 12, 10, and 8, and arrange those as you like for your abilities. A third method mentioned in the player's handbook is customizing ability scores using a point-by system. 
but you'll want to refer to page 13 of the Player's Handbook for more details on that. When you have your final abilities, note them on your character sheet, or in D&D Beyond if you happen to be using it. Next, you'll probably want to write a description of your character somewhere on your character sheet. You can talk about, you know, their height and their weight, you know, any sort of uh, tattoos or scars. You can talk about maybe some of the ways that they talk, some of their body language. You know, be descriptive because it can really be a lot of fun. And don't forget to include a couple personality traits that could come in handy for the purposes of role-playing. Anyone that has taken some acting classes might be familiar with writing a character biography. You could write a character biography for your character to help with role-playing, but I would recommend not making it so comprehensive that you give your character no room to grow. Feats are a great way for you to customize characters and make them stand apart from other characters of the same class. You may want to refer back to your character concept periodically and look at the optional feats from the player's handbook. You can choose feats in place of taking ability score increases as your character goes up a level. If your dungeon master uses house rules, as many dungeon masters in my experience do or have, you'll want to consider those rules when designing your character as well. Remember, as I mentioned in a previous episode of Just the Tips, the core of Dungeons & Dragons, in my opinion, should be that the Dungeon Master and the players cooperate to tell the story. Please keep this in mind no matter what kind of personality traits you assign to your character. Occasional inter-party conflicts that don't lead to players attacking each other are okay, but every character should be able to get along with the other characters to some extent, and at the very least agree that working together benefits the group as a whole. So at this point, you've gone through all of the steps that are needed to create your first Dungeons & Dragons character. That's it for this episode of Just the Tips. I hope that it has been helpful, and I'll talk to you soon. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review anywhere this podcast can be found. Our social media links plus additional content can be found on our website at knightsofroleplay.com. Please tell your friends about Knights of Roleplay, an adventuring podcast, and spread the word through social media. Your help and support are greatly appreciated. <laughs>